Yo, it's good. Welcome to the Arlington Cinema Draft House Podcast. I'm your host, Petey Steele. And I'm your host, Elena Torres. And today, our guest, very funny comedian out of Chicago, going to be in town here at Arlington Draft House on April 7th and 8th. You guys have seen him on Woke on Hulu. He also, I did a podcast with him uh, many years ago during the pandemic. He probably doesn't remember me. I embarrassed myself during that podcast. That was the time for us to talk about it. Please welcome the hilarious T. Murph. Yay. Everybody. <laughs> My chicken, uh, green beans, and uh, potatoes. <laughs> nice. 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 What, what meal prep do you use? Maybe if you say it on here, they'll sponsor you. Are you allowed to say? Well, no, I haven't. I haven't actually been using any, any of them. Uh, I've been doing everything myself, so oh, nice. you know, I just chop some stuff up and, and get it going throughout the week so that I already have meals ready when I come home and nice. I don't have to eat any bullshit, but I still eat Cheetos from time to time, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chester Cheetah, man. Original, though. I don't do the flaming Hot. You like the flaming Hot? I love them. Uh-oh. I didn't know that Original Cheetos, I grew up in Mexico, so I thought all Cheetos were flaming Hot. Because the Mexican Cheetos, yeah. like they make them different there, so they're all like extra hot. So then I tried an American Cheeto, and I was like, "What is this bullshit?" Cheetos are yeah, like, spicy. like queso, queso Cheetos and stuff over there. That's right. That's right. They well, they make them spicier because like over yeah. there, everything in Mexico is but candy is spicy. Like you can't not get a spicy snack. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Tell you. What's that? Mm-hmm. I say that's kind of weird to me. Spicy candy. Yeah, it's good. Some of it is good, though. Like, when you get mango-flavored candy with the spicy on top, it's delicious. Yeah. Don't knock it till you try it. It's specific. <laughs> there was a time in this country when Cheetos were American for about 25 years, and then the flaming Hots came through. You couldn't deal with the flaming Hots, man? Nah, man. I, I got to be mild. I got to be mild. My life is flaming Hot, but my got to be mild Hots. Medium. <laughs> wow. Miles. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't, doesn't hit the same. No, no. No three no, Bob. So uh Mr. Murph, we call you Mr. Murph, we call you T or T Murph or what? Murph is fine. Murph is fine. What's the yeah. T for? Can I ask? It's for Terry. Terry, okay. Yep. And what made you decide to do the initial thing with the uh, stage name? It just sounded it, it, it sounded better. Yeah, um, yeah, it sounded better. Um, and 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 I I didn't want it's like for some reason that extra wide just made me want to call me Murphy. Yeah. Harry. And so T Murph it just rolled better because I'm just like stop calling like my, it's not my name. People would always call me Murphy. I'm like that's not. My name. That's too Irish, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I got you. Did you ever meet Emerf? Emerf? Yeah, Eddie. Oh, no. Eddie. <laughs> I've never met Eddie Murphy. Oh. I have yet to meet Me Eddie neither. Close, close I came to meeting Eddie Murphy was meeting, uh, was hanging out with Jermaine Fowler after he did Coming to America too. That was it. Oh wow! <laughs> You've been busy the past couple of years. I like that show. I I watched the first season of Woke. I really liked it. 
Tell me about what has that helped your career? Have you noticed that you've been selling more tickets because of that? Do you do you like working on it? Because you started just doing comedy, right? And acting happened later. Yeah. So I know I I I have seen an influx in ticket sales from people who watch the show. Mm -hmm. uh, they love like interacting with me, talking, whatever. Like they love the character clothes. Um, and it's, it was a great experience overall. Um, like Blake, Sashir, Lamorne are all the homies. Like, mm -hmm. like I can call them anytime. And you know, I stay at Blake's house when I go to Los Angeles. Like, he's like, bro, you're, you're staying in the extra room, man. Come on, bro. Come on. <laughs> so, but those are, those are, those are like great people. And I, it was, it was, for me, it was an amazing experience to be able to shoot in a, an episodic with, with, with people like that, genuine individuals. Cause I've heard a lot of horror stories about people working with other individuals and being like, man, I hate, I, I hated it. It's not, it's not like what it seems. No, these were just great people. That's, That's great. Cool. I've always heard that like one of the key things about moving, particularly to LA or anything you're having work is lodging for free. Like when somebody yeah. can hook you up with that, that's like, bam, like somebody could just as easily hate you and blacklist you by being like rent motherfucker. You ain't yeah. coming out here. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't, you don't live in LA though, right? You stay in Chicago. No, I live in Chicago. Yeah. We love to hear that because, you know, we're DC based and I feel like a lot of the industry is always telling people like, you got to move to New York, you got to move to LA, but there's a lot that you can do in these, especially Chicago, I feel like is a lot like here where there's a really strong local comedy scene. You know, you're yep. close enough to places where you can get to where you want to get. So talk to us a little bit about how you've managed that. So um when i when i initially started i did want to move to los angeles like that was always my thing um but after going to los angeles a lot and like i spent more time in los angeles than i have in new york um one it, it, it's just the comedy scene there for me isn't conducive for what i want to do um like i like to perform i like to get up when i want to get up there it's really like at the level that i was at you didn't have the opportunity to really be able to do that um you know, the clubs, it, it's all about, just like anywhere else, you got to play the game of, you know, knowing this booker and making sure that they see you. And if they like you, it's not about if you're funny and all that. I don't, I don't have time to go through that process again. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I like honest audiences. Um, I notice mm -hmm. a lot of times in Los Angeles, you get an audience where it's just like, they're just happy to be there. We're in Hollywood, you know. Yeah. You might not be the funniest, but... Chappelle might walk in. So I don't care. You know what I mean? Like here, we know for a fact, Kevin Hart's not coming tonight. So you yeah. need to be funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, Louis C.K.'s not going to be here. Bill Burr's not walking through the door. We'll never see Jeff Ross, but you better make me laugh. And I paid $35. You know, it's snowing outside. I, I was freezing. It's negative degrees. Be funny or we're going to have problems. And so it's like when you get when when you get those types of audiences, for me as a comic, it makes you stronger. Um, it makes you it makes you able to perform anywhere. And so I appreciate the honesty from a Midwest audience um, in comparison to like I say performing in Los Angeles, where it's like, you know, I I know what to do to kill in that room. You know, yeah. I, I know for a fact. Okay, this is this is a layup. You know, yeah. if, I to, if I go to Philly, if I go to DC, you know, if I go to New York, 
um, especially like those like cities where you've got blue collar, hardworking people, you have to be funny, you know? Um, so I, I appreciate the Midwest for that because I can go anywhere and I'm never, I'm never worried. Like, I hope they like me. I'm like, I'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. It's, I've felt like that everywhere I go, except my own city these days is all these blue collar out of town, like Midwest, you know, upper mid Atlantic, all of that, you know, where it's just about not saying the right thing so much, yep. but just like, saying the thing that's funniest, you know, that's it. That's it. Like I, I've never been into, that's another thing about LA. It's, it's, it's and I, I can say it about New York too. Like I like it, but it's, it's, I get into some places where it's just agreeable comedy and I hate that crap. You know, Chicago, some nights here when I do some clubs, it's just like they're performing for claps, not laughs. And it's just like you want, oh my God, I think that too. Like, I don't care what you think. This is how I feel. This is my life. This is what's going on. You're gonna, you're, you're either gonna like it or you're not. Some of this stuff you're not gonna ride with. I'm cool with that. I'm about getting 85% of the audience to laugh or 80% when I tell a punchline. I'm not about 100%. I don't care about 100. If I'm if I'm getting 100% of the room, I'm not doing something right. So yeah. when when you get audience <laughs> when you got audiences that are just clapping the entire time, I hate those shows. Like I I'm like this is not comedy. This is TED Talk. It's trash. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. And how long have you been doing comedy for? Uh, 13 years. 13 years. And have you, how have you noticed comedy change so much in that time? Because like, I've been doing it since 2016. And I feel like even since then, I've noticed a big difference in what audiences want. Right? Like, I feel right now, not, and not even in that, you know, controversial, like, oh, are you going to offend people type, type of way? Like, I feel like now you have to do crowd work. I don't know if that's because of TikTok. I don't know if not. Like, have you noticed changes in that kind of sense? I, I'm not going to say I've noticed changes. Like, for me, most of the audiences that I get, like, it, it's just, like I say, I, I can just do my set. I don't really bother the audience like that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I see a lot of comics do that, and no shade to them, but it's like that's their shtick, right? Yeah. And they'll maybe let's say you're doing 30, 45 minutes of that, but you've got two minutes of something that actually worked. And the rest of the time you're just sifting, hoping that you can find something to get people to laugh at. Like I grew up in an environment where we roasted every day. We, I would, I would, we would sit on the bus and just go back and forth. You can't say the same joke you said yesterday because we remember that joke. Somebody gonna be, oh man, you reusing something I said. So I, I come from that environment. That's like to see people try to do that now. And when I say try, because a lot of them aren't good at doing it, it it's just like it, comedy is turning into people just throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks. Like that's that's what it is right now. Um, you know, if I can just get this many followers, followers don't always equate to ticket sales. Um, also, if your audience knows you for that, that's what you're going to get for yeah. forever. So when you finally evolve into the, okay, I want to work out an hour, you're not going to be able to do it because they're not going to allow you to. I came for you to fuck with me. So fuck with me. But I got these jokes. 
fuck those jokes, talk shit about me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. I want you to I want you to roast me all night. Yeah. And eventually you're gonna be tired of that shit. And it's just like I like when I show up, if you start talking, hey, put this motherfucker out. Get him out. I'm not I'm not gonna argue. I'm gonna give you one chance. Hey, stop talking about the show or you're gonna become the show, and then they're gonna kick your ass out. Yeah. Because I got this hour that I'm working on that so I I actually do stand-up. I don't got time to come here and fuck with you. I didn't I didn't think of my day. You know what? I hope Dale with the fucking peacoat comes in today so I could just like fuck that. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. You know, but that's, that's where comedy is right now. I mean, I'm not going to say this where it is, but that's, as you said, what people see on TikTok or what people see on Instagram, um, you know, and, and like I say, no shade to these comics, but I've done shows with a lot of them. Yeah. You know yeah. I, mean? like, I agree that it's definitely kind of altered some of the expectations where the audience is back on that shit where they're like, oh, yeah, I'm helping you. By heckling, oh, doing some shit like that, like that's become vogue again. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, for, for 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 me, I'm I'm not I'm not the type of comic, you know. Like I say, I, I can do it. I can I can roast with the best of them. I can I can fuck your day up. I can do that. <laughs> that's not why I'm here. Because after you do it for so long, or it gets to a certain point, you're going to turn off the audience. Yeah. And now it's going to be a very weird show. For the for the rest of the time that you're up there, so if that's what you want, cool. Or you can just risk roasting people, and then now you got a situation where somebody's trying to rush the stage, or somebody feels like they. I don't have. To, I'm like, I don't got. I didn't come in for that. Mm-mm. Also, if it comes time to film a special, what are you going to do? Film a special talking to people like that can't that's be it. what it becomes, right? But that that's, that's what a lot of people are doing. So I mean, it's like you have to let it let them do them. Because comedy yeah. goes in waves. It goes in yeah. waves and it always comes back to you need to be able to write a setup, uh, a punchline. You got to be able to tell a story. Like, if you can't do that, okay, cool. You can be the greatest fucking social media sensation of all time. That's your thing. You know, I have friends all the time like, man, we need to do a show like this show over here. And I'm like, that's not the audience that I want. Yeah. I, sh- I shut it down immediately because I know what I want from my career and what they're what they're doing that works for them that's great for them that's not good for me that's not my brand mm-hmm. you know so you just have to know you have to, I think you just have to kind of know who you are um moving forward because a lot of people don't know they just see somebody else do something and like I'm gonna do that too yeah I'm stuck at that <laughs> yeah <laughs> And you talk about you talk about coming from an environment where you were roasting each other all the time. Did you grow up in Chicago? I grew up in Kankakee, Illinois. So I'm about about an hour south of Chicago. So is that a small town? I'm Mexican. I don't, no, I don't so know. So we're 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 our own county. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it's a, it's a pretty big city. Okay. Um, but that that's where I'm from. That's where I grew up. And like I say, it was just one of those things where like that's how I got into comedy, just roasting people because people would always say, "You missed your calling," because one of us coming to shop and it's like, "Oh man, what kind of shoes is them?" You know what I mean? And it's just like, ah, ah, and we just start to go in or like, "Damn, that shirt was your size," you know, three pounds ago. Like we just keep going in on people, and it's just all day long. You just roasting, roasting, roasting. Um, and so people would take would, would literally tell me, "Man, you missed your calling." It's like, all right, cool. And one day I tried it; it worked out. 
and shit, early in my career, that's what I did. I just didn't have a camera. I would roast the shit out of people. Mm-hmm. You know, I would host, I would host shows at at at, uh, at colleges, and they would just pay me to come and belittle the shit out of the audience. No way. At a college, you can't do that. Yeah, but that was that that was 2010, 2011, 2012. So it was like I remember bombing so bad in front of an audience at, at this college I used to go to, it was, uh, Southern uh-huh. Illinois University, 1,200 students. I go in there with a fucking notepad trying to read jokes off a notepad, and I'm I'm dying. I'm dying a horrible death. I'm, I'm dying so bad. They start clapping me off. They give me a slow clap. Oh, wow. So, wow. As they're clapping me off, some dude starts screaming shit from the balcony. We're in a theater screaming shit from the balcony. I start roasting this motherfucker. I'm, tomorrow, I'm killing him. He's got skinny jeans and shit. It's like when skinny jeans first came out, um, he was talking shit. I was like, I'm like, <laughs> He was like, when I got the roast and he got mad, I'm like, are you mad you want to whoop my ass? I'm like, but them pants on, it's going to take you three days to get downstairs. So I just <laughs> kept going in on him. And he, he kept talking shit. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, but it's cool, though. I know you don't have a gun because if you did, I'd be able to see it. So it's just like, I kept going in on the pants. Like, I'm talking, I'm killing wow. the pants. He had, like, the little dreadlocks. I, um, I, I started calling him, like, walk, walk a flock of many and shit. Like, just, just going in. <laughs> Audience is fucking crying. They laugh like this. This to this day is probably the loudest laughter I've ever had at a show because like twelve hundred people just fucking falling out. Yeah. And so me being the idiot that I am, I'm like, oh, they love me. I pick up the notepad and start back reading the joke. They start clapping again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, but they give you nothing. Day, but well, to to this day. Anytime I see anybody that was ever at that show, nobody remembers the clapping. All they remember is, hey, man, you roasted the shit out of that dude upstairs. That's all they remember. That's it. (laughs) They don't remember bombing. They just like, yo, you roasted that motherfucker. Them jeans? (laughs) (laughs) And they don't even remember the notebook? They don't. They don't. It was one of like a little a little bitty black notebook. I'm up there like trying to read jokes out of this motherfucker, man. I was like three months in the stand-up, performing in front wow. of 1,200 people at a set show that didn't wow. come for fucking comedy. I gotta say, you're the probably the only headliner I've known that ever admitted to having like a crib sheet in the first couple months, even. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I, but see, that's that. That's another thing. It's like so many comics who never have. Like, ne- never struggle, always kill, never have bad sets. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we all right. Bomb. We, all, we all bomb. It happens. And we, all bomb, and we all bomb a lot more than people think. You know, we yeah. all like to forget and say it's not that true. But, like, you're never, you're never immune to a bomb. You know, you could be having like, months of great comedy. Day. It can happen it can anytime. Any day, anytime. <laughs> I mean, it can even, and it's like sometimes you don't even know. Like last week, I did on Thursday, I did two shows. One was this private show in an apartment building, and the next one was a show in Spanish. Uh huh. At like a room in, in Columbia Heights, which is kind of like a hipstery neighborhood. And the first one was at this nice apartment complex. Uh-huh. Within, there was this girl in the front, and I always say, like, I never do well in front of girls that look like me. 
There's a girl who kind of looked like <laughs> sitting up front. Whatever you want to say, I'm not going to make it a thing, but I don't tend to do well in front of girls that look like me. And I was talking about something that had nothing to do with her. And I was just doing a setup. I didn't, it wasn't, and she started saying really loudly, this is like a private, nice show. She starts going, that's not funny. That's not funny. And I started roasting her, but it makes people uncomfortable sometimes because it was early in the show. She fucked shit up. And even though I was like saying some stuff to her, it's a private gig. You can't go too hard. You don't know what to do. Like the set was weird. I go to the other show an hour later. Crush. Yeah. Crush. And that's comedy for you. You know, I left there feeling like, you know, you know, when you feel when you leave a set and you're like, I could have done, I could have dealt with that better. But just like the whole room was weird. It was not good. And then the next time it's like, oh, I, I can do comedy. I remember now. Yeah, it's, That's the it's thing so with them condom jokes because everybody's like, I'm paying rent, motherfucker. If I don't like you, I'm going to say whatever. It's more than a ticket. This is like my homeowner's fee and whatnot. Yeah, people people are crazy. Like I say, they, they feel like they're part of the show until you embarrass them. Then you get the guys who, you know, now he's he's in his feelings. And now he wants to show up. Hey, hey, stop fucking talking about me. Well, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut up. If you shut up, I can, I can move on. Yeah. You know? But but it's but it, people like to talk. Should I had a show not too long ago? I was doing a club, and every show was great. Every show was fucking great. And then one night, it was just a show where it was it was late, uh, one of the late shows, and like the audience, I don't know what the fuck was going on or what happened before I, before I came because I don't watch I don't watch other comics, um, mm-hmm. just because like that's just I sit in the back, I chill, get my head right, headspace cool, and I just go and do my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I go up and I don't know what the fuck happened, but I'm like doing my thing and maybe like halfway through my set, like they're tapering the fuck off. And I'm just like, finally, I was like, I'm like okay, this isn't me. <laughs> like, I don't know. So I said, I said, I was like, what the fuck do y'all want to talk about? And then they started dying. I'm like, because I don't know what the fuck happened, but that doesn't have shit to do with me. Mm. I was like, so let's move, let's, let's, let's move on. Because again, it, it could have been somebody said something or somebody did something or somebody tried to roast the audience and the shit went left and now you've lost it, you know? And it's like they, I'm at a point now where it's like, if you come to the show to see me, then you know who I am. But then, you know, there are like bigger clubs where you just have people who come in. So this may have been an audience that didn't know who the fuck I was. And mm-hmm. I, he, 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 might, he might be funny. He might not be. We don't know. You know, and they don't give you the respect that you deserve because they're just sitting like. And it's yeah. like once you acknowledge it, that's something that a lot of comics don't do. They don't acknowledge it. if shit isn't going well or you, they're lost or just kind of spaced out. Group these motherfuckers back. It's like they're heard. You have to bring them back. Focus. Yeah. And once I got them back, it was fine. I got on stage yeah. and I'm like. Man, you funny as I know, but if you would have been paying attention, motherfucker, you would have knew that. Yeah. You begin. You know, but it, yeah, it, it's you, you you have to be this is this is an industry where you have to be a realist. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people are not that. But shit, I mean, people aren't honest with themselves on a daily basis. So yeah. what makes you think they're gonna be honest when it comes to comedy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even so, I always say, like, the best comics, at least that I've noticed, are ones where you don't even notice that they're bombing. Like, they'll lose people, but they, like, acknowledge it enough and bring them back enough where, like, the crowd doesn't even realize yep. that it might be going well, south at some point. Yep. 
Because like you said, you bring it back. You kind of bring them back together. You don't know what happened. Yeah. And I mean, and, 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 and sometimes it truly isn't the comedy. Sometimes you get the audiences where, you know, they're, they're, they've been drinking, they're fucking focused on whatever else. You got the bachelorette party over here who's fucking, you know, excited about fucking their Stacy getting married tomorrow. And they didn't come. You know, yeah. so it, you got you got the one loud individual that's like talking too loud. So now the audience can't really focus on you because they're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on over here in the corner. And the that's club, what happened on that show on that show last week. Yeah, the club doesn't do anything, or the or whoever's there, they just let them keep talking. It's like you have to nip that shit in the bud because if you don't, the show's lost, and I look like an idiot up here. You know, so yeah, it, 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 it's all a part of the game, I should say. It is. Yeah. It's all. It's all a part of the game. It is, and it's a crazy. It's a. It's a crazy thing that we that we chose to do. But how how often at this stage? Okay, you're 13 years in. How often are you going up? Like, how many nights a week do you go? Do you still approach it that way, or are you more like, where's my opportunity to build my hour? Honestly, I I was just talking to friends of mine. I, I I was saying that I think I want to go to um to New York and just like spend like a month month out there, just like was really just hitting it hard. Because uh, here in Chicago, it's like I can get up when I want, but it's also one of those things where people know you, so it doesn't give me the ability to be able to really work out like I want because they're looking for you to kill when you go up. It's like oh shit, oh Mur- Murphy. Uh-huh. I, I know he's gonna be fun. Hey, yeah, do you? I can't go to an open mic and literally work on jokes mm. because people, again, like I say, they they know you. When you're at home, you're like the the fucking hood celebrity. So yeah. it's like I've seen all your stuff online. I've, I've I've liked all your videos. I've shared it with my friends and family. Like so, I know you're coming with the new heat. And it's like, man, I'm yeah. just trying to figure this shit out tonight. And they're like. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he lost it, y'all. He fell off. He's not. He's not. He's not funny anymore. Somebody's yeah. in there with their fucking phone out recording. He's. It, it, it wasn't that great tonight. You, you can't even really work your shit out. So I need to get somewhere, like I say, like New York or some, um, get into some of these clubs because um, I know a lot of the bookers there, mm-hmm. and I've done enough where I'm pretty sure I can just get out there and, and put some shots up. Like mm-hmm. that's how I look at it. Just get out here, get in the gym, put some shots up, and and, and figure this shit out. Uh, Los Angeles, I definitely don't want to go there to work out shit. I just, ugh. No, I know that feeling. I felt that the, the times I've performed in LA, I feel the same way. Like the crowds are like too hot. So it's just like, you, you, know? you, you I'm killing. And then you go somewhere else. I'm not killing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, it's not working. None, none yeah. of the shit they were laughing at is working. What happened? Yeah. And what you're talking about, by the way, what happens to you in Chicago, you know, that's the reason, speaking of Murphs, that's why Eddie Murphy quit comedy. Because he's like, he said, he's like, I can't at this point, how do I know if I'm funny anymore? Yeah. Because there's nowhere I can go where I can like really try and test out jokes. And a lot of people that don't, that aren't in the comedy world to us, it might seem obvious, but like, that's why some of these big, big, big comics, I'm not going to name any names, but sometimes they have specials out where it just doesn't hit the same. And it's like, it, cause they don't know, you know, they're going to theaters and they're like, oh, I guess this works, but. People are just people so judging. 
Yeah. They're so happy to see you. They don't, they don't care. You can go up there and talk about salt, salt and pepper chicken for fucking an hour. And they'll be like, oh, it's the greatest shit ever. Oh my God, salt and pepper. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm gonna say, say the same shit. Boo! Yeah, yeah. yeah shit out of it. Trash. Fuck is he talking about salt and pepper chicken? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those guys that's so big that every premise elicits a laugh. Yeah. 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 So it's just like, you know, um, so I, it, it's, it's a couple comics. So like, I still get excited when I see them dropping stuff like, like big names, like two, two big names for me. Like that. I still, I still get excited. Um, like Bill Burr, when he drops something, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Cause I, yeah. I, know, I know for a fact he's putting foot to ass. Yeah. He's not, he's not coming in. He doesn't give a fuck about your feelings. He doesn't care what you said. He doesn't care. You, you don't need to talk about shut, shut the fuck. Like he's coming right. Shut, shut the fuck. Like it's just, I'm just like that. I'm like, I, that motherfucker is so funny, man. And I'm like, that's, it's a rarity to still have that at that level. Like yeah. to just be a fucking dog on the stage. Like, I'm just like, man, like it, it, it's some comics come in big name or not. You know, they, they're like, oh, you have to go up after there. And you're like, all right, cool. Bill Burr walks in there like you're going up. You're like, I'm going home. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'm going home. Because he's, he's about to destroy this motherfucking place. Yeah. And he's like transcended like the, the where people are like, oh, the mainstream or the urban room. This motherfucker is funny anywhere, anytime. That's right. And even with all the with, with all the flack that he's gotten over the last year, it's like I still Dave Chappelle. That motherfucker is another one that just doesn't care. And it's so funny that when people give him the negative feedback, I can always tell that they did not watch the special. I can always tell. It's just they want to be upset because he's gotten them so riled up in their feelings. And what they don't understand is he's gotten you so fucking upset that you he doesn't even need to drop promo videos you are the promotion yeah it's it's gonna everybody every eyeball except for yours is gonna be on this shit because you're not gonna stop talking about even though you never watched it you're not gonna stop talking about it well and And that special with the special it was like by talking about it you're just proving the point he was making in the special i'm just like i'm like it's like it's like it's two people that have figured figured out how to sell shit without any promo, just off strictly off controversy. That is Dave Chappelle and Kanye West. These motherfuckers, <laughs> like Kanye, will say the most outlandish, fucking out of left field shit you've ever heard in your goddamn. You'd be looking with, with a fucking stocking cap with no breathing holes over his face, and the next thing you know, he'll drop an album or some shoes and the shit's going platinum the same week i'm like and people are so i can't fucking believe why would he ever i'm like he got he's got you he's he's figured it out he's figured it out he doesn't have to spend any money on promo i'm like that's thinking, all it is i keep thinking he's gonna like okay now he's gonna chill and then he does something he'll never chill. crazier he'll never like, chill it's it's like it's like when once I figure out what your button is to push, I'm gonna lay on it, motherfucker. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay on it. It's like when I, 
he was saying shit that had people literally being like, uh, what was it? They, they were acting like he was fucking leader of like the fucking the clan at one point i was like you do realize it's still a black dude they don't like this motherfucker either like he, he yeah. just, he's just saying wild shit just because what when, when okay. if you don't realize that he's saying incredibly just out of whack left field shit and something's wrong with you this motherfucker goes he was like he was like do you like jewish people i love jewish people but i also admire hitler like who the fuck has ever in their life <laughs> It's some good stuff. Like, you know, like I fuck with the little mustache. The little mustache, y'all don't fuck with that. That's right. the mustache. little mustache. That was that shit was hot. It was hot. The little mustache. The, the, the little tassels they had. The tassels. I was fucking with the tassels on the uniforms. Like he, it was. It was just. But but people love sound bites. So we live in a day and age where a sound bite. He could have said anything. He could have been like, I'm fucking with you. Nobody knows what else he said because none of us watched the fucking full interview. I'm never gonna watch four hours of Kanye West talking. Why would I do that? Mm-mm. But I, I, like, I'm a Kanye stan, but I'm not fucking finna watch him talk. Drop an album, motherfucker. I, I'll listen to that. If you if you put this shit in rhyme format, I'll check it out. <laughs> but if, but if, but if you just talk shit, but that's the game now. So it's just like we we know we know that people are sensitive. We know yeah. that people uh, want to operate as a monolith now. Um, and I'm not, and it's not all people, but it's literally just, you know, individuals who live in these metropolitan areas, these, these utopias, as you call it, mm-hmm. who can't understand why Trump won. Like, how, how did, how did Trump win? We, we're so far past this. I'm like, you have not been outside of your city, have you? Yeah. I've traveled the country. I performed in almost every state in the fucking country. They all look like Kansas. Like the, every last one of them, it's like you're <laughs> it's fucking Confederate flags and trucks with lift kits and goddamn <laughs> MAGA, MAGA, MAGA stickers everywhere. I'm like, you don't know what the fucking rest of the country looks like. Yeah, there's not a vegetable as far as the eye can see. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or two. Like these people don't give a fuck about what you're talking about. No. <laughs> you can't argue with people who don't have teeth. Like the fuck are you talking? No. They don't have a front door or you front teeth. They have wind in their mouth. You know, it's too windy in they there. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like when when you when you when you realize that it's a very small, minute um, number of the population that gets obsessed with certain things. Like that, that's yeah. what I, I I look at people like you 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 really think you outnumber the rest of the country. Uh, we see. I'm a black man who understands what's really going on out here. Like, I'm not going to sit here and like stand on racism all day long. Like, racism. I know the shit is. It's out there. It's real. I don't have time to stress about it. That guy's racist. He didn't like you. Fuck him. Moving on. Like, I don't. I'm not going to stress about him. But mm-hmm. when I see people who, who, whose entire identity is wrapped up in just arguing or trying to force their point. It's just like that's your entire idea. That's all you have. That's it. That's you. You're gonna die stressing about shit that nobody like. They, these people don't give a fuck about that. Nope. You're not gonna change. You're not going to. Yeah. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. It is. It you is. only I'm got like, eighty years. That's what I say. What you say? You only got eighty years. Then look, man. I tell you, live your fucking life. Live your life, enjoy your family, raise your fucking kids, 
and, and, and live however it is that you want to live. Whatever's comfortable, comfortable to you, do that. Who nope. gives a shit what this person over here has to say? I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't care. Like, it, 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 and that goes for either side. Like, people who are upset about individuals who don't accept them or their sexuality, or the other side where people who are upset about people because of their sexuality. Like, why the fuck are you so stressed out about this shit? What is what what is what they're doing have to do with you? And then yeah, over here, it's like, they don't like me. Nobody people people don't like me in high school. People still don't like yeah. me today. I can't walk up and be like, hey, mo- hey, motherfucker, let me tell you something. You gonna learn to like me? Yeah. And I'm like, no. <laughs> well, I'm gonna come back every day. I'm gonna knock on your door and I'm gonna let you know that you gonna fucking learn up. It doesn't work like that, man. That that's not how that's not how people work. You know what I mean? Nope. So it's just like it, it, once you find out that, like I say, what, what what buttons you can push on people, you can do it all the time. You can do yeah. it all day, every day. We, we do it as comedians all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, as comedians, like sometimes it, it'll get frustrating because there's certain subject matters, and Pity and I talk about this all the time. Like sometimes you're telling a joke that's not really about the subject matter, but there's certain mm-hmm. words, like if you just say the word, people get lit up and uncomfortable. Yep. Instantly. And it's like, you're not listening to what I'm saying. Don't get uncomfortable. I just said the word and you're worried that I'm already being offensive. Yeah, because because people, and when I say, again, this isn't everybody, but you you know the demographic of individuals that are just waiting on trigger words. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're waiting on trigger words. They come to a show to be offended. So they're waiting and I want you to, there it is. There it is. I'm, I'm, I'm yelping right now from yeah. the audience. I'm yelping from the yeah. audience. I need them to know I did not agree. So I'm like, get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah, there's people out there that will now equate speech as actual violence. So they'll say, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm justified just popping you in the face or rushing the stage or something, getting physical yeah. like a crime because you said something. That's just Outside not that's that. street shit. That used to just be street shit. But now people are saying, oh, no, I got a case. Uh, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> People, people will attack you. Um, like you say, we've seen we've seen comedians getting rushed left and right. One, but even outside of that, going back to um, Dave Chappelle, or you know, people were like, "If I fucking see Dave Chappelle, I'm gonna do the." And I'm like, over a joke, over comedy, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna run up on a person who, cl- who pretty, I'm pretty sure has security that can kill you. You're gonna okay, or um, with Kanye West and the sound bites that we've heard. I saw I, he posted something the other day, and it was just like after watching uh, what the fuck was it? Jonah Hill. Oh my god, so funny! After watching Jonah Hill, I like. He was like, I know, I no longer, I, I, I should have the resentment or the hate towards Jewish people based <laughs> like- off of interactions with like two or three negative individuals. He was like, you know, and he basically was like, man, like I, jo- Jonah Hill has has cleared my heart of this nonsense or whatever. And so Lamore was in the comments laughing or whatever. He's like, see, Kanye, comedy heals. You know what I mean? <laughs> so fucking, I'm dying at Lamore's comment. But then you go down. Some girl is like, what about all of the what did she say? All of the hate crimes that he encouraged. And I'm like, when was this? What the, what the fuck? You, 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 
you think Kanye West is Hitler? You think, but, and then I clicked her, I click on her page. She's literally 18, a college freshman. She, she doesn't know, she doesn't even know what the fuck she's talking about. I'm like, look, man, I'm just like, people, oh my God. I'm like, it's, it's, if I would it, like sit here and entertain that, when did he encourage people or who got attacked behind what Kanye West said? I'm like, look, man, you, you've got to understand. I was like, the Ku Klux Klan, fucking, uh, what, what are, what are the, what are the, the, the neo-Nazis, like all of these people, I'm like, these are extreme hate groups. These are people that attack individuals. I was like, if you put Kanye West and a Jewish person in the same fucking, uh, uh, bar, with with overrun with Jew, uh, 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 with the neo Nazis and the goddamn uh, white supremacists, you think they're going to differentiate between the two? No, they're gonna fuck both of them up. I was like, that's what it is. I was like, also people that get upset with Kanye West and then knowing that he has bipolar disorder, that's so wild to me. Because we sit here as a country and the same, these same people will talk shit about you for not caring about mental health. Why don't we care about mental health? This country needs to focus on mental health better. We need to really put the, to put the resources back there. And then somebody who clearly has a mental health issue says something wild and we're like, he needs, we, he gets fucking, he's fucking done. This piece yeah. of shit, it's like, but he's got a fucking a a a a holeless mask over his face, suffocating himself, and we're acting like he's he he's he's a okay. Yeah, I don't know why people don't understand. There's something seriously wrong with that guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't like yeah. what he says or anything. And as a former rapper lyricist, I never even cared for his rhymes. I like his beats, but I tell him, yeah. Nothing. But I'm, I'm don't rap on that shit. I tell him. But <laughs> the thing is, you gotta look at him and hear him talk to know that like he's clearly right, this one on a yeah. couple things. It's not, it's not normal. Something isn't yeah. right, and it's just like, but like I say, for us as a, I, I, I don't even want to say it's a country because it's not the country, but for us, the the group of the, the certain group of people are just so judgmental, man. It, you know how let, let's talk about how how wild the shit that they try to do is. These motherfuckers are so woke <laughs> that they think they can cancel anybody. They try to cancel Russia. Do you understand how <laughs> wild that you thought you could cancel a country that you don't live in? Like how, they don't give a fuck about what you're talking about. Nope. We'll never go to Russia. When were you going? When the fuck? <laughs> Who, who was like, man, you know what? I'm bored. Let's pull up on the USSR. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? No, nobody thought, you know what? Next spring break, we in Russia with it. Like, nobody has ever fucking said that in their life. But you want to know something wild? I've been to Russia. I went 20 years ago, maybe 10 years post-communism. Yeah, I was doing my junior year abroad in Spain, and me yeah. and this other crazy dude, we drank a shitload. He was like, we got to do the whole Europe, get a Eurail pass. And I was like, yo, we got to hit up Russia. That's fucking going to be yeah. crazy. 
We went there, bought like the visa. First of all, they charge Americans out the ass for a visa I for one it. week. You know, they break down the countries. They got a hierarchy. If you're from here, they know they can get money out of your ass. And so they're like, you're American, yeah. $150, bam. So yeah. we said, fuck it. We got to get there. So we went. We go for one for four days. My man gets drunk. He gets lost. I got chased down, almost robbed in the middle of the night. Everybody there is sitting there drinking little vodka bottles in the back of their fucking cars. Dead winter. Yeah. Six hours of sunlight. Like, that's the scariest place I've ever been. Nobody would even. Uh, why would you ever go? I'm gorgeous women, but that's it. That's all you yeah, got. That's, I, went, I went to Russia a few years ago, and that. That's what it is. It's like beautiful women, but every dude looks like he's about to kick your ass. Like, good luck. Good luck. Like, every dude looks like he's in a gang. And, like, if you say the wrong thing, you're, and not because that offends me, because, like, you look at them wrong, they're going to punch you in the face. Like, that's that's the vibe. And, and, and that and that's what people don't get. Like, when I, when I, when I would hear people like, we're no longer, it, it's a wrap for Russia. And I'm just like, when the fuck has Russia ever cared? Like, <laughs> the, the, R- Russia is is when it comes to like being unstable with nuclear weapons, it's between them them and fucking North Korea are yeah. with the shits. They are oh, with yeah. the shits. It's like it's like you know I'm bored. Fire one off. Like, like <laughs> they don't give a shit. The only reason. So it's like when I hear when I when I I, I knew. That demographic of individuals was just, I was just like, there's no point in talking to them because they don't understand reality. They yeah. don't, they don't. Well, they don't. Yeah, they only understand things in their world. And I see it a lot because I'm white and Hispanic, right? And you know how many people get offended by just that? Like they think I'm lying. They think I'm like pulling an Elizabeth Warren. Like they don't understand that you can <laughs> both. And I'm yeah. Like, yeah. But they'll just be like, it happens to me at shows all the time. Like, I'll say I'm Hispanic and I'll lose like a whole part of the room because they just think like, oh, is she Rachel Dolezal? Like what? And I'm like, no, there are other. <laughs> They're offended just by that. And it's yeah. like, you don't understand that like you're talking about a whole continent of places that people look every color. It's not a race. It's a culture. And there's every there's every race within that culture, but they don't get that. To them, it's like, oh my god. But what's funniest about that is, to a lot of them, that's their utopia. When you ask them to describe it, oh yeah, all colors, all creeds, everyone in unity, boom, 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 boom. You're like, okay, we got some of that. Like, fuck you, (laughs) you ain't from that. Don't you don't you ever don't you ever fucking try to give me what I asked for? You know what? Cancel. Fucking cancel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Russia, the fucking visa price. Mexico, it's all canceled. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I love about comedy. It, it, it's truly uncancelable. It is it, true. It, 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 as long as you have an audience, you'll be fine. It's true. Yep. Yep. It's true. Well, on that note, we want to thank Team Murph for coming on the podcast today. We're so excited it's for your show. Fantastic. Come see him on April 7th and 8th here at the Arlington Draft House. Murph, anything you want to talk about? Anything else you want to plug on here? No, just like I say, come come, come to the draft house. Uh, let's sell these shows out. Um, got to fire a new hour. So I, I'm sure you all will enjoy it. Um, and, and, and come on, man. Let's, 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 let's get offended together. Let's party. <laughs> let's party. Okay. Thanks so much, you guys. All right. Thank you. All right.